It is you and not an algorithm who is responsible for tending to your mind. And you do this by becoming more and more aware of your internal dialogue. You know, every healthy relationship has healthy boundaries. Your relationship with social media can have healthy boundaries too. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. This is number two of three episodes I'm devoting to social media communication. If social media is sometimes a source of stress, frustration, and pain, this episode is a must for you. In the previous episode, episode number 14, I talked about your role in cultivating polarization or collaboration in social media. That episode was devoted to your interpersonal social media communication. But what about when posts in social media elicit inner divisiveness? How can social media impact your inner dialogue? This is what this episode is all about, social media and your inner communication. Frances Haugen, the former Facebook data scientist, recently shared in front of a Senate subcommittee as well as in the media that a lot of teens feel bad about themselves after being on Instagram. I can attest to that. I heard many of my clients having similar experiences. In many of our communication coaching sessions, my clients share that they too feel badly about themselves when they see certain posts. For example, clients who were single and feeling lonely, especially during the first three months of the pandemic, they talked about how much more lonely they felt after seeing posts such as, I'm so lucky to have you, partner, to shelter in place with, or this virus gave me the blessing of staying at home with my sweetheart. Well, I am sure people who posted messages like this had no intention of eliciting pain in others and probably just wanted to celebrate their own resilience, their partnerships, their ability to have a loving companion in their lives. When some of my clients who are single and live alone read these posts, they felt depressed. Other clients who were in a relationship and were having tremendous difficulty spending so much time together with their partners when they read posts like these, they felt anguished. And a couple of my clients who didn't have a steady place to live at the time, they felt envious and upset. Now, you may be asking, so is social media the reason for depression, anguish, or envy? I don't believe so. My clients, who were already feeling sad and stressed out, visited their social media sites to escape their feelings, to take a break, to distract themselves for a moment, to find something different to look at. 
That's what we discovered in our communication coaching sessions. And without knowing, they found themselves on what one of my dear teachers, Marshall Rosenberg, used to call the highway to suffering. Do you know what that is? Comparisons. Yes, comparing yourself to others can bring suffering and pain almost immediately. Why? Because if you take any quality related to being human and you try to compare that quality with that same quality in other humans, you will always find someone else in the world who has that same quality in greater proportion than you do. Let me give you examples. Think beauty. You're beautiful. And you can also find other human beings who are more beautiful than you are. How about smart? You are super smart without a doubt. And you can find other human beings who are smarter than you or smarter in other areas that you are not. How about resourceful, strong, compassionate? Well, you can do this with any attribute or aspect of being human. Happy, funny, young, financially comfortable, connected, famous, assertive, confident, woke, you name it. There will always be other human beings who have more of that attribute than you do. Just like there will always be other human beings who have much less of that attribute than you do. Yet, the human mind, especially if it's been exposed to Western culture, when left unattended, tends to compare itself down. If not, think about how much we, as a society, appreciate self-deprecation, which, by the way, tends to be confused with realness or authenticity. But let's leave that topic for another episode. For you and me, if we were raised under the influence of Western and oppressive ideas, we tend to compare ourselves a lot. This comparison shows up almost incessantly in our inner dialogues. And when we compare ourselves and we determine that we don't measure up, we criticize ourselves. Many years ago, I heard the story that when the Dalai Lama heard a Westerner talk about their inner critic, he wept, and through the help of his interpreter, said something like, how can you bring so much suffering to your own self? In his mind at that time, that was incomprehensible. The thing is that suffering is born out of disconnection, and when we criticize ourselves, we're disconnecting from ourselves, from our true capacities, from our authentic nature, from the totality of our lives. When we compare ourselves and engage in unrealistic inner criticism, we are fixating on a sliver of us and we're saying, yes, this is me. So when we look at these posts, pictures, and videos on Facebook or Instagram or other platforms, we think, I'm worse off than everybody else, even though our analysis in that moment has many flaws, including hearing in our internal dialogue that we are worse off than everybody else, because the truth is that we don't have 7 billion social media friends. So this is what can happen when you let your mind go uncared for when you interact with social media. 
And I like to remind you that you have the power to direct and control your mind. Yes, even when social media platforms are set up to attract your mind and take it into a rabbit hole. You know, the kind of rabbit hole that when you take your eyes off it, your neck hurts. Or you look at the time and you say, what? Is it this late already? Yep, I know it from personal experience. And this is why I'm going to ask you to be mindful about your social media, not just in the way you communicate with others, but also in the way you communicate with yourself. It is you and not an algorithm who is responsible for tending to your mind. And you do this by becoming more and more aware of your internal dialogue. You know, every healthy relationship has healthy boundaries. Your relationship with social media can have healthy boundaries too. And here are some ideas. Some of my clients set a timer and they place it far away from where they're checking social media. So they actually have to stand up and walk a few steps to turn the timer off. And that breaks the social media spell. Other clients have a particular time of day when they check social media, like during an afternoon break. They don't allow themselves to check social media while eating or in bed first thing in the morning as they wake up or as they're falling asleep. These are some ways in which you can take care of yourself, your mind, and your inner dialogue in relationship to social media. The other thing that happens with social media and your internal dialogue is that as you are scrolling your feed, you may end up harboring guilt and shame because you are passing a lot of negative and moralistic judgment on others. For example, many of my clients would talk about people in their lives who they know are having a hard time, and yet their social media posts show them as having a glossy life. And so my clients would judge them as hypocritical, fake liars. I can't tell you how many times my clients who are parents have said to me, Alejandra, my friends with kids have social media perfect families. And that's baloney. Kids throw tantrums. Or they don't want to smile every time you want to snap a photo. Or they say, what am I going to post if my two kids are constantly fighting? Or my partner and I are constantly arguing. What, shall I post that in social media for all my social media perfect friends to see? Oh, see, this judgment of others also wreaks internal havoc. It's so hard to be compassionate when we are judging others. And that's because when we judge, we close our hearts. And compassion only occurs when our hearts are open. This is one of the many wonderful teachings I learned from my dear teacher, Jennifer Wellwood. So it's important to understand that when people post on social media, what they post is just a sliver, a tiny little moment of their lives. If you see a photo of someone's lunch, just know that it's one of thousands of lunches in this person's life. For example, if the person is 35 years old, they've already had over 12,000 lunches in their lifetime. So put that in perspective. 
And social media is used by a lot of people as their personal PR campaign. Yeah, it's the place where they want to show their quote-unquote best. It's their public persona. And so they're only choosing to display one snippet of who they are. And by doing that, they're giving an inaccurate or incomplete picture of their lives or of who they truly are. But the thing is that if you use social media, you also do this. I do it too. And of course, the idea of showing everything, every aspect of you in your whole humanity, your splendor, your messiness, your beauty, your ugliness, your neutral, bland, and boring aspect of being human If you were able to share all that on social media, you would have absolutely no time to live. And of course, the idea of showing everything, every aspect of you in social media, your whole humanity, in your splendor, your messiness, your beauty, your ugliness, your boring aspects of being human, well, that would leave you absolutely no time to live. So as you are scrolling your feed and looking at what others are posting, a way of being aware of your internal dialogue is to say to yourself, this is a tiny little moment in this person's life, one of millions. This is their public persona. You know, there are 1,440 seconds in a day. And pictures are just capturing one second. So remember that and put it in a more accurate perspective. Or consider that there are over half a million seconds in just one ear. So that post or picture that you see on your feed is one second out of a half a million seconds in a year. This kind of internal dialogue is much healthier. It can help you put things into perspective and take your mind back to connect with yourself. To recap, in this episode, I shared about the relationship of social media and your internal dialogue when you leave your mind unattended. I also gave you some tips and reframes so that you can put things into perspective and take your power back to connection with yourself. As you engage with others on social media, Choose to be mindful so that your internal dialogue connects you to yourself and others in healthy and healing ways. I hope you found this episode useful. And if you did, I invite you to share the Language Alchemy podcast with your friends or anybody you think could benefit. Hey, you can even share this on social media. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thanks to my client, Susan, for learning to be mindful of her social media engagement. Next week, I'm going to talk about social media and cancel culture. Until then, as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary Lapoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagehockey.com. Mm-hmm.